Welcome to the Boozy Banter Podcast with Brian and Matt. With this being our 10th episode and the first in a series of a couple of Thanksgiving episodes, we wanted to give thanks to you, our literally tens of listeners, for your support and feedback. We do this for you and for the booze. 80-20 for you folks. Okay, 60-40. And at worst, when it's great booze, maybe 30-70. If we ever get a celebrity, all bets are off. This week, we may be leaning closer to that 50-50 threshold, as Brian has brought out some cellared wines reaching back two decades. We'll discuss the pros and the cons and the how-tos of cellaring wine. We'll talk about the wines for Thanksgiving, and we'll just talk. We're going to drink like it's 1999, which for me means we'll drink a lot. Welcome to yeah, Boozy yeah. Banter. <laughs> Bienvenue à Boozy Banter. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Boozy Banter, brought to you by Wine Styles, where Brian, Matt, and a cast of characters start out chatting about all things booze and end up in places and conversations completely unexpected. Settle in. Even their rabbit holes have tangents. Hey, Brian. Hey, Matt. How are you, buddy? I'm doing okay tonight. I've got several different glasses in front of me, most of them half full and, and some of them empty yeah this is the probably the most yeah. glasses we've had in front of us uh, mm -hmm. well I mean we've had a lot of glasses but that's it's quite a few I, I just figured tonight with what we're doing we might as well go as glass centric as we possibly can mm -hmm. does that make sense just say class centric class centric okay. yes so or glass well, that too yeah yeah, we uh, had to get another glass here because we got a special delivery from our friends at Adventurous Brewing. Uh, literally walked into the store while we were starting taping here, and uh, we ran out and grabbed a can of it because it was cold. Their peanut butter and coconut stout. And when I opened it, it exploded in me. Yes. Not in me, on no. me. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, his <laughs> I hands all sticky. You got my hands sticky. I had to go wash them. Yeah, we had to break for... We, uh, had, to, we had to break before we even got started. Yeah. But that, um, I want to tell you something, boys and girls, that is, um, they just do a really nice job with the with the beverages. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, for a brewery that hasn't been around for terribly long, uh, they just came out of the chute just firing away, making great everything. Stouts, IPAs, Pilsners. Yeah. I mean, solid. So what would you like to talk about tonight, my friend? My old, less than normally furry friend. I'm not sure how to take that, but yeah. I'll take it as but a compliment. It used to be more furry. As most things that I customers say, say to me, I, <laughs> or I, say I try to and turn it into a compliment. Yeah, I hear you. Oh boy, I think we're going to start off here after this peanut butter stout, which peanut butter and coconut. I like to say coconut. Coconut. <laughs> Perhaps it is a coconut. Ha 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 ha. There's a commercial. That was 7-Up or something, wasn't it? Here's a... Make 7-Up yours? Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah, see if... Uh, that we one get... Caribbean gentleman in the... In no, the, if you no. can get... Uh, we're gonna Puts go the, the lime in the coconut. No, that's, no, that's not it. That's completely <laughs> different. different. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I mix things up. I think Orlando Jones could do that. <laughs> we need to see if we can get Orlando Jones on. Uh, write that down. Yeah. I'm going to forget that later. Make a note. Yeah. Yeah, See put that on the list of the people that, that we want. That to, will never come on the show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got a list. I mean, there, there's, there's a few that are going to push that to maybe like 90, 10, you know, for, for me and me. It'll only. happen. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, eventually it'll yeah. happen. We might be retired and off the air, but someone oh, will call us. Yeah, Keanu Reeves maybe. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. 
like someone in John Stanlis's extended family, maybe. I yeah, don't know. there's yeah. got to be. So what are we drinking first? Because you pulled this out of your. So cellar. I thought it would be fun. I got to we you know how we kind of banter back and forth about what we should, what kind of topics we should talk about, and I thought that. Uh, Thanksgiving wines sounded, we first started talking about Thanksgiving wines, and then I thought, you know, that sounds wonderful, but Thanksgiving is such a tried and true holiday. You know, it's all about giving thanks and harvest and, mm-hmm. and fellowship and sharing, and I thought, um, I love this holiday, and I thought I'd pull some stuff out of my cellar mm-hmm. and, um, it, and see, what, see what worked and see what didn't work. It's kind of a, it's a risk-reward thing when you have a wine cellar. You... Uh, you pull stuff out that you really hope that was wonderful, and it's crap. <laughs> uh, but then you also get a little surprise now and then. And we're going to talk about kind of my thoughts around cellaring and and um, do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get started. What the first thing we're going to actually we, we normally start with a beer, right, or or something like that, or a seltzer or something crazy. Yeah. So I pulled out a um, a uh, Distille Brewing out of uh, Illinois. And they have Illinois. Is it Illinois? I believe it's, it and is. It's, and it's Des Moines too. It's one right? of my favorite album titles. Uh, come on, feel it, or come feel the Illinois. Illinois uh, yeah. instead of noise. Yeah. But I pulled out of uh, the cellar a little 2013 wild uh, ferment, um, spontaneous ferment. We'll talk about that a little bit too. A little sour fruit ale that they do, and it's seven years old. From the steel, right? From the steel, yeah. yeah. And they have a, a little, um, a little project that they do with their their wild ales and this whole kind of natural yeast out of the air, and it falls from the sky. And if it ferments, it ferments, and if it doesn't, it happens when it happens. And mm-hmm. I want to tell <clears throat> tell you, he said, as he choked on the beer. Yeah. This little guy is um, for being a seven year old beer. It's still got some great uh, carbonation. Um, it's it's better than it's, this is one of those ones tonight that uh, could have been a miss or a hit and it I think it's a yeah, hit yeah, it turned out better than I thought it was going to because as I'm going to say many times tonight the things that we're opening tonight just don't know what you're going to get for the most part <laughs> uh, so we 2020 has been an interesting year so I thought screw it we're just going to go back all the way pre 2000. So two of the wines we're opening tonight are 1999. Mm-hmm. So one from California, and then a Chateau Neuf de Pop as well. That uh, when I opened it, I had to I decanted the Chateau Neuf, and I had to filter the Chateau Neuf because it had quite a bit of sediment in it. And I had to also use an Asso when I opened it because the cork pretty much so crumbled when I took it out. But yeah, the Butler's thief. But what we'll They're see, we'll see how we 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 did with these wines mm-hmm. tonight. So I'm kind of excited mm-hmm. to see if it was the the. The time was worth the, uh, or the weight was worth the time. How do mm-hmm. I say that, Matt? Put words in my mouth. No, I think that say? worked. Okay. Yeah. So. It'll, we'll, we'll clean it up in post. Appreciate that. So, I've got another person I do a podcast with later, and we just overlay his voice over yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so really what you're saying is no one's ever even heard me talk before. No, no, I am so okay with that. I mean, does that like take away a little of the stress, I'm sure? Mm-hmm. So this is what Saint Decara Decara Reserve yeah, Sour Ale. Yeah, we were ale. sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's in a little apple. It's a sour ale aged in oak barrels with apples added. Yeah, if you've ever had a bruised, um, like Honeycrisp apple, you know, there's kind of that little bit of oxidation on there. 
Um, got some nice acid, makes your mouth water a little. This would actually, I think, be great with dark meat turkey. Mm. Like just kind of the, those rich flavors on it, uh, kind of cutting through the fattiness of it. I don't know about anybody else here, but you know, I like dark meat. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that should be good with would be a, a cheese board. I yeah. think it's a prequel to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Any sours? Sours go really well with charcuterie and and, uh, and um, like goat goat milk, sheep milk cheeses. What about dark cheeses? Or dark cheeses. <laughs> I like dark cheeses with as turkey. well. And turkey. Dark dark meat turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I like that too. You know, I wonder if you could do like a beer can chicken, but like a, you know, like a, a aged sour turkey where you just take that bottle and just plug it up there and cook it on the sour. You mean like the turkey, like the, uh, yeah. the chicken in a can type yeah, thing? Yeah. yeah. You could do that, but you do it with what, a bottle? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think Maybe that, not the bottle. The bottle would shatter. I think probably. the bottle might. Well, you never yeah. know. You know, you play those little yeah. games uh, around the fireside yeah. in the summertime. You throw bottles in the fire to see if yeah. they'll break or not or melt. Mm-hmm. Normally, they don't. Do they? No, I don't think they do. Oh, okay. No, I don't I've never done that. Hot actually, yeah. so I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, <laughs> I never know anything that's going on. So, so like dislike? No, I like it. Uh, I think. You know, we'll talk about this a little bit later uh, when you end up with any type of age stuff, you know, whether it's, you know, beer or wine or Brian, uh, it's kind of an acquired taste. <laughs> I see what you and, did there. You see? You see? I went a long way for that. Not a lot. I've gone a lot longer for jokes. Oh, I know you have. Like, I mean, I've, I've the, walked halfway around the world for that. The night is early, so I'm sure yeah. that you'll be going yeah. again. No, I've already set up four or five jokes, so. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's great. The great thing about... Um, Kind of these older sours, when they're done well, um, they're just fantastic. And we've talked about this before too often. Like sour beers, just feel like you know a half-ass way to make money anymore because they're <laughs> you can do them so quickly. You throw kettle sour, yep. yeah. Um, and not that those can't be good. It just you know there's I don't know there there's a craft in creating something that's going to last seven to ten years, and and not just taste good but taste different and. And you can kind of taste that age on it. So. Well, these are these are the reasons why I like to, you know, bring stuff home, lay it down, walk mm-hmm. away from it, kind of. And I, honestly, forget about it. I mm-hmm. forget about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. even know I had this in in the in the <laughs> cellar. You know, you you go through and grab some stuff, and I thought that this would be would be fun to fun to bring, and I'm glad I did. It's it's quite tasty. Yeah. So. Um, Part of this evening also was kind of, uh, kind of talking about some some wines that maybe are, are a little newer, yeah. uh, that might have a little bit of ageability. So I thought I'd bring uh, bring a little Chardonnay, uh, mm-hmm. also with the idea and the theme of of Thanksgiving. Uh, brought a little uh, Costa Brown Ooh. Chardonnay with us too to you give a try. A Costa Brown member for a while, yeah. Well, like any membership, you. Um, I'm a member of a couple different clubs, and granted, not as many because we do own the have the shop here. But some of them they just don't sell retail-wise, and um, this is one of those ones. Except for I think recently Iowa started to get this wine, but not certainly not as as in broad yeah. um, selling as uh, mm-hmm. as uh, what you can get from the from the winery. But mm-hmm. like anything else, been on this list for a couple years, and uh, finally got on their list and starting to get some of their wines. And I thought. What a better time to bring that out and enjoy it tonight with, mm-hmm. with everybody. And uh, also going to be great Thanksgiving wine. 
So let's give that a little pour here. So this is the uh, 2017, the 116 Chardonnay, and 116 is I think the highway that runs up um, runs up the the road from the from the winery. Mm -hmm. Highway 116, I believe, is how the how the wine is named. So, and this is a good example of a well-made wine that isn't necessarily made to last 20, 30 years. They even tell you on the website, you know, drink it within the next few, because it's designed to be enjoyable now and you know to be enjoyed. It's one of the biggest problems I think with. With buying wine you know, on the shelf, uh, I get a lot of questions of, well, how long will this last? And straight up, 90% of the wine that you see on a shelf in any type of wine shop, in a store, anything like that, five years. Like, don't even try you know, to go and buy it because you enjoy it. Um, buy it to drink it now or with friends. But, but don't expect that uh, $5 Sauvignon Blanc to uh, last your firstborn's 20th birthday. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And, and, yeah, I want something, you know, this is in my other life, too, I would get in my retail life. Yeah, I don't, you know, I want something, you know, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of money, but I want something that's going to last forever. Like, okay. <laughs> well, don't we all? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, <laughs> what's that one, uh, I don't, uh, I, I want a great body, but I also want tacos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, this wine, uh, I love, uh, you kind of migrate to, in, when you're talking about collecting wine, you kind of migrate to wines that you, uh, that you uh, they're collecting wines that you uh, like drinking. And for me, one of the things that drew me to Costa Brown was Pinot Noirs. So oh, yeah. I love Pinots, I uh, love Burgundy, I uh, love all those things. So that's kind of what drew me to, to this winery in the first place. You know, I have a couple of wineries that I, I do that with too, that I get some... Uh, um, that I get some shipments from. They're just small Pinot Noir creators, and I love Pinot Noir. And they can be so expressive. Um, and just different in the hands of different winemakers. It's such a delicate grape. And if you can find something you like, then you may as well keep buying it, uh, because it will change You know, every so often. You'll get different vintages and different flavors. And, um, and yeah, it's just, it's definitely worth you know grabbing things like that and then taste all the wines that they make because you know all of their wines are going to have their own expression like i've never had a white from costa brown i've had a couple of pinot noir that you've been kind enough to open around me but uh well not share with you but at least no while no. i'm drinking it i'll yeah. let you kind of smell it yeah yeah because that's, that's that's what bosses he do. gives me a piece of bread and then i just wipe the inside <laughs> like like a priest with the bottom of the communion yeah. cup yeah. and yeah and it's not even like fresh bread either. It's it's a wheat thin, but not but like the knockoff wheat thins. Yeah, you you're not getting the real wheat no, thins. No, no. So it doesn't even soak it up. It's just Costco, mean. The Costco wheat yeah, thin. Yeah. So this wine. There's nothing a, thin about Costco. <laughs> <laughs> this wine has a little malolactic, I think. You know, it's got a little secondary fermentation. Um, it's not super uh, rich. It's not real um, viscous. But it's got you know a little bit of that honeysuckle. Uh, I just think this would be any of those. Uh, oh, we have a bird in the in the uh, building. 
it'd be one of those wines that would go really well with stuffing and um, if you did a, even if you did a salad I think mm-hmm. it would go well with salad for Thanksgiving so it also helps calm down your crazy aunt it does it does do that yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how many crazy ants come over to the house this this Thanksgiving, though, with, yeah, with COVID. I mean, we'll, we might be zooming uh, mm-hmm. the crazy ant in on mm-hmm. on the uh, on the computer. Well, we'll have something later for crazy uncles, and yeah, you know, there's got to be you know, a yeah. few things here that are good to keep uh, you know the eccentric, irritating cousin quiet, which is what the wines are, and which is kind of what I am. Let's just keep Matt from talking for a little while. Just open a good bottle of wine and let him sit in a corner. Sit him in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> sit sit Matt in a corner. We're tired of putting, you know, listening to him drone on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, uh, I, I love telling the story about the Christmas party several years ago we did at your house. And uh, we're sitting there and the, the former manager, you know, Nick, he was in, I think, the, the dining room. And I was sitting kind of at the little uh, breakfast table over off of the kitchen. And you came upstairs uh, from your wine cellar, and the only thing that, that he and I heard was like a cork being popped out, and we kind of meerkatted. And, looked, <laughs> and I got up and kind of started wandering over, and I saw Nick poke his head into the kitchen and start pulling. <laughs> and the lady friend just lost it. She, she was like, are you kidding me? Like, that was so Pavlovian. Like, <laughs> no one else in this entire place realized that some yep. great Except bottle of wine Except for you two dorks. Open. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you were fairly disappointed when you thought it was a bottle of white Zinfandel, though. And I apologize for that, but, you know. Well, yeah, but yeah. But it was it was a 2004 white Zinfandel, though, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. it was a special evening. Right? Yeah, just the fact yeah. that you kept that. Yeah. Was, I don't want to know what that was commemorating. <laughs> oh, I, I can remember stories of... of Andrea had an aunt that was saving wine under, where, where most wine should be stored, underneath the kitchen sink. And I can remember, this was probably 25 years ago, and she brought out, God bless her, she brought out some wine. I think she was moving or something. She brought out some wine from underneath the sink, and she said, is this still good? And it was, honestly, it, it, was, it was brown, ever? and that's what I said. Unfortunately, that was never good, and it was a white Zinfandel. And it was like Sutter Home or something. Not that we don't love the Sutter Home, but... We are accepting sponsorship. We are accepting sponsorship, but is this still good? I got news for you. First of all, Sinks, no. <laughs> in white Zinfandel aging, not a thing. But, but you know, it, it, wines for collecting, you, you uh, collect what you like. I mean, it, it, my, and your your palate will change over years. Over, I have a, a quite a few California wines in my cellar, and I don't like California wines as much anymore. It's mm-hmm. now more Pinot Noir, and it's more Burgundy, which is normally Pinot Noir or Gamay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Chablis and Chardonnays and unoaked Chardonnays. And a lot of times Chardonnays don't age as well unless they are Burgundian. They do age pretty well. But yeah, I mean, cellar what you like. And, and what, what I love about having a cellar is that it's this time of year that uh, my favorite holiday of the year is Thanksgiving because I, I love to eat and I love to cook and I like bringing great bottles of wine out. It, it's fun to, like we're going to do tonight, it's fun to bring 21-year-old bottles of wine out. And again, we, we I talked earlier about kind of the risk and reward side of it. It, yeah. it It's what you do, man. It's, it's Some of these wines are going to suck and some are going to be amazing. And, yeah. But that's why you also, people sometimes ask me, they say, hey, Brian, and I say, hey, what? Yeah. Uh, and then and the just conversation, like that. and just, yeah. that's how the conversation normally goes. Um, but how many bottles should you buy if you're going to you know, start your collection? Mm-hmm. 
And that all depends, but I would tell you that I never buy uh, less than than two to three bottles of any wine when we, you know, when I before I was doing this, when I would have a, a wine shop that I'd go to, I'd buy a couple bottles because you just never know. I mean, you, you open a bottle and uh, it might be great, and if you only have one, then it's gone, right? Yeah. And especially from a wine that you want to sell her, uh, you open it up, open it up a year from now, open it up five years from now, it's still tasting good, it's still tasting young. Bordeaux would be a great example of that. Uh, open another one a couple, four or five years, and you just kind of, it's kind of a journey, and it's kind of fun. Yeah. It, it really is. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, a lot of these wines we're going to open tonight are 21 years ago were that Cinque Sauvage we're going to open from uh, Chateau Saint-Jean. I think that's a 70 or $80 bottle of wine nowadays. That, mm-hmm. that sound right? Or maybe yeah. even more. Yeah. I, I think I paid 21 bucks for that <laughs> bottle, you know. And in 1996, 95 or 96, don't quote me, um, that was the wine of the year. And Cinque Sauvage is always in the top mm-hmm. top 100 of uh, Spectator. Not that I follow that. I mean, I follow it, but not that I use it yeah. as a Bible. But that's just, I, for me, that's what's fun about collecting wine is it's a, it's it's rewarding, but it's also you just never know what you're going to get. Because if you think about it, it's a living, breathing, you know, guy in, in the bottle, mm-hmm. and it's going to change over time. But like you said, most wines are, I had a customer in the other, other day, and I asked, I, because it's Thanksgiving coming up, I said, so you're getting these wines for Thanksgiving? And they said, oh, no, we're, we're going to go home and drink them tonight. <laughs> so most people are, are buying this stuff for for an hour from now or... As a matter of fact, that couple sat down and drank that bottle in the store, so they didn't even wait till they got home. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was Aaron and Brian. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> well, it, it might have been. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's definitely the way that the wine is is supposed to be drank. It's supposed to be enjoyed. And if you do set some down for a little while, then that's great too. Um, but kind of the the point of wine is to enjoy it. Um, yeah, I'd like to be a you know be able to speculate and. You know, buy futures of wine and make money off of it and everything. Again, we're accepting sponsorships. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, kind of the whole point of it is just to enjoy what you're doing uh, more than anything else. You know, I'm, uh, I'm kind of in my, my infancy in collecting wine, and, and I think, Brian, what you said is, is absolutely on point. you got to collect what you like. You know, you know, and if you can't afford to buy, you know, five or six bottles of a $1,300 wine, well, that's fine. There's plenty of wines out there, too, that you can collect, and maybe they only are going to last 15, 20 years. They're not going to be the 50-year, you know, crazy things like, you know, Ridge Montebello or Chateau Moussard, but they can still be really cool to have in five or 10 years. And a really rich rich uncle, yeah, they can buy those wines for you. I mean, sometimes you just trip over it, and you find a wine that... You know, it's not meant, or you don't think it's going to last that mm-hmm. long. And, you know, 10 years later, you open it up, and you're like, oh, crap, this still has legs on it. Mm-hmm. And then you're glad you bought, you know, a few others. I have some in my cellar that I, the very first thing I bought to collect were some, <laughs> oddly enough, some Rieslings from uh, Northwestern, uh, from the Pacific Northwest. And great, great year. I loved the wine. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to buy a case, and I'm going to see what's going to happen. And I've got, you know, down on the shelves in, in the basement, that's my wine cellar, and I've uh, got little tags on them. I drink them every two, three years just to see. And, you know, if they start going bad, well, it's an experiment, and, and I learned. And those were not $500 bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think that's, yeah. 
that's the other thing is anyone can go out and buy a five or six hundred dollar bottle of or now eight hundred dollar bottle of Misetto, yeah. you know, which is an Italian some of the best wine in the world, that that's a no brainer. But to find those well, a great example are two of the wines we're gonna to drink tonight, the the little Chateauneuf and the little the little um uh, Saint Jean to find those wines, um, those to find those wines. Let's do. We're gonna do the uh, the uh, decanted one next. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I think we are. Yeah. yeah. But to be able to find those wines that aren't five hundred dollars that turn out being your favorites, right? Yeah. A lot of times you, we've done this before. You'll do a blind tasting, and uh, we'll have a really expensive wine next to a, a, a not a. You know, crappy wine by any yeah. stretch, but it, it's not always that really expensive wine that ends up being your favorite. And then we have to pretend that uh, it's as good as that $15 bottle of wine that we put on the tasting. Now that's the, uh, that's where I really get jazzed about stuff like this, because I knew how confusing it was when I was getting into wine to, uh, you know, try and find, oh. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> To find, you know, wine that that I thought was was great, and you know, that's not the point. You find wine that you enjoy first, and then once you get kind of nerdy about it, you know, then you know. So I'm sitting here and I'm looking at wines to bring into the store, and and I'm thinking, yeah, I could keep buying wines that are going to retail for fifty to hundred, but I mean, any schmuck can find that, you know, like truly, and you know, where I get kind of jazzed is finding that fifteen dollar bottle. That $25 bottle that just is way over its skis. Yep, right. Like it is just punching above its weight class like crazy. And then I keep them all for myself. Yeah, that's what normally happens is those don't make it on yeah. the shelf. Like that Riesling I found. Uh, oh, yeah, that 2013 Riesling, Riesling that we yeah. did for class. And we didn't tell the distributor that it was good. <laughs> right? I was like, yeah, we got a bunch of it. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, let us know what it's like. I'm not letting you know what that's like. I'm gonna, I don't want you I know shopping, how you are. shopping that around. I want to have it in the store for a while. <laughs> a 30-year Riesling for under $30. <laughs> so we're moving on. We're going to move on to uh, a red. And... Um, when you think about, although Thanksgiving is an, a, normally an American holiday, although there's, what, like eight or nine different countries that celebrate Thanksgiving, Canada being one of them. Yeah, theirs was in October. Yeah. Um, I love Chateauneuf de Pop around Thanksgiving. I think it is a wonderful Thanksgiving wine. Um, Matt, I'm going to make you talk a little bit about the wine of the Pope. But we opened up a nothing, nothing super special. It's just uh, Gigal's uh, regular Chateauneuf, mm -hmm. and um, I thought for sure. I told Matt because there's a lot of sediment in this wine, and I thought and I set it up, set it up, set it up, set it up. I set it up, set, set it up yeah. for about six hours to let all that sediment go into the bottom of the bottle and didn't pour mm -hmm. it all the way out. I used an asso to open it, even with the asso, the, the cork crumbled a little bit. So I mm -hmm. thought for sure this wine was going to, I think I told you earlier in the day, I thought this wine was going to be vinegar. And for those of you who don't know what an asso is, oh, sorry, yeah. it's A-H hyphen S-O, asso. Uh, it's also known as the, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's an yeah, asso, not, uh, yeah, it sounds like something else. Um, it's also known as a butler's friend. Um, it looks kind of like a tuning fork, but with really narrow uh, edges. And you slide it into old corks to ones that are squishy or broken, and you just kind of slowly work the cork out. 
uh, great thing about it is that the butlers used to be able to go down into the uh, the master cellar and pull out, uh, pull it the, out, put it back in. Yeah, pull the corks yeah, out yeah, yeah. and drink the good wine, and then replace it with plonk or <laughs> you know maybe some vinegar. So just... that's what my children did when I wasn't home. Yeah, well, they probably did it while you were home too. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> That uh, yeah, uh, that that only that only happened a couple times. Yeah, I think we're honestly we're the, we're actually over the holiday or over uh, over the break. My daughter accidentally opened up a really expensive bottle of wine, but it's my daughter, so she was only grounded for a month. Yeah, yeah, she but, had it coming. Yeah, she so. did. So 1999. Um, so a 21 year old Chateauneuf that is quite quite delicious. It smells um, like chocolate and figs right off the um, nose. That's but you'll really also weird. see that uh, you know the folks at home can't see the smell o vision or or us taking a look under the you know under a white piece of paper. But you can certainly see what we, when we talk about that rim variation. I mean, you can see Jiminy Christmas, um, Jiminy Cricket. Uh, yeah. You can see a good half inch of rim variation on this wine. So that obviously right there would tell me that it's a, a pretty old wine. But it's got it's gone to that kind of that fresh, fresh fruit uh, to more of the jammy kind of cooked fruit in a way, uh, from from a um, yeah. from a um, a fig or from a from a uh, a plum to a to a fig as a, as you said. So it's got more of that dried fruit character as opposed to that fresh fruit character. But um, so what? Tell us a little bit about uh, if you would, Matt, the little Chateauneuf. What is what is that? What's uh, what is uh, wine? Chateauneuf. Chateauneuf. Uh, I did have a discussion with a, a customer once who said, oh, it's the, the nine chateaus of the Pope, because Neuf is nine. I'm like, yeah, that would be right if it were two words, but, you know, Chateauneuf du Pop, the new house of the Pope. Kind of a callback to when the Catholic Church was separated, uh, or splintered would be a good way to put it, and there was a Pope in southern France a competing pope, I guess you would call it, um, in Avignon. And Avignon is very close to this region. And the region takes its name from that, the new house of the pope. Uh, you can have, what is it, 13 uh, red varietals uh, in any Chateauneuf de Pop wine. Uh, Chateauneufs tend to focus on Grenache and Syrah. And a little bit of, I mean, there's Morved, there's Senso. There's you know half a dozen others that you won't ever see on a label or you won't be able to read. Um, or you won't get it in the United States. Yeah, yeah. The balance of it uh, is generally what they call a GSM blend: Grenache, Syrah, and Mouvedre. Um, the balance of acidity, the balance of fruit, a uh, little bit of tannin in there as well. I mean, the Mouvedre is kind of a big wine for cab drinkers, but you know, decent amount of acid. Um, yeah, it's just a, such a well-balanced region, and they're all different. That's what's really cool. If you can use 13 grapes and put that on the moniker in an old-world region, that gives such latitude to these winemakers and to their families. Uh, it's just fantastic. Now, isn't uh, Taval or Tavel? I always get confused with the right way to say that, but isn't that just right across the river from Chateauneuf? Uh, am, I, am I saying that right? It, it may be just north of it. Um, um, and then across the river is Gigondas, I believe. Yeah. And, um, and then Lirac is right in there, too. But all just wonderful. I bring up uh, Tavel because uh, 
such a wonderful road. We didn't. We we debated whether yeah. we should have sixty-seven wines tonight. Mm -hmm. I think we decided against it. Yeah. But we certainly <laughs> talked about opening a rosé because yeah. if you want to talk about your quintessential Thanksgiving wine, mm -hmm. that's certainly. And uh, the Trinkavidel is mm -hmm. one of our favorites, which we can't get that some bitch right now, which <laughs> does not make me happy. This might be the first Thanksgiving in fifteen years that I haven't had a uh, Trinkavidel for Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. Uh, that's it. We're gonna have to cancel Christmas. Yeah, we, I really want to buy. A, you know, just because I'm kind of a Star Trek nerd, I want to buy a property and make a wine called Davo Jekoff, and I'll just be a rosé. That would be. That's for a lot of you out there. That are <laughs> that's good. You enjoy yeah. that. You, you ponder Jekoff. that a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and then yeah, they actually yeah they actually have uh, um, there was a Picard estate that would never let their their moniker be used for anything, and they do now. Yeah, yeah. His family came supposedly from winemakers. Yeah, yeah. Chateau <laughs> So a lot of people, um, not a lot, but there are people that don't necessarily care for an older or an old world wine because it does tend to be um, a little softer, not, not all the time, but certainly in, in France and Italy. And this is a great example of that. That doesn't make you a bad person, but this wine is certainly going to be different than a a, uh, a young Chateauneuf versus an old Chateauneuf is is certainly going to be different. This this wine is has got that kind of that basement earthy kind of nuance yeah. to it, more of the kind of like a red clay earth, yep. like after you know after a ray a rain, a rain, yep, and you know, there's just kind of that. Uh, it's not gritty or anything like that. There's just kind of this damp heaviness um, to the flavor, which is really cool. Um, I know we're not, uh, you know, if you're not a, a wine drinker, you're not thinking a ton like that. Like, oh, what, oh, why, why does dirt taste good? Uh, it's I delicious. Got, I used yeah. to eat it all the time as a kid, yeah. along with paste. Yeah. That I eat a lot really of other things because I'm in customer service. <laughs> <laughs> that tastes not as good as Elmer's. Those. Elmer's yeah. was always yeah. my paste of choice, <laughs> uh, but I was a connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not me. I just had the night train. The, uh, the I just get the the cheap stuff you'd make yeah. at home. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But no, this is I'm I'm really pleased with with how this because I actually it's it's funny because I had it. I, I think I had a case of the, my oh, let me back up also my my uh, my saddest day is when I open my last bottle of wine that I have and I have news for you kids to show you how much I love all you this is the last bottle of uh, 99 that I have so mm -hmm. just give you an idea how special you are with in my heart yeah if you could see this now, gentle listeners, you would not believe his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's getting a little—he's yeah. getting a little moist. Yeah, he is. He's, he's very, yeah, I use that word again. He's very we excited. used it last week. I think yeah. we should try and use that in every podcast. Yeah, moist. It'd yeah. probably be pretty easy for us, though. Yeah, and there's a—I'm sure that'll not turn off any demographics. <laughs> <laughs> That's really never a descriptor you use when you're describing yeah. wine. Yeah, this wine smells like moist basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give right. a word every yeah. Week. yeah, which is like yeah. swamp ass. Yeah, like. yeah. You should give us a word every week, and we have to we work it into a descriptor of what we're drinking. Mailbag at boozybanter.com. Mailbag at boozybanter.com. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we're going to try and do a live show one of these before. Before, that's a new word. And I haven't even been drinking very much. Before. Maybe I should drink that's, more because I think I'm more. I'm not sure. That's before? not a word. You should look it up. Look and see yeah. if before is a word. Yeah, I feel like somebody had you know, challenged someone using that word at one point. Like, like before you. I before you to, yeah. yeah. But we're going to try and do a live show, I think, and maybe we'll, we'll see if we can figure out do some, some call-in stuff. Oh, yeah, that'll go Long well. time. Long time listener, first time caller. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'll the, have uh, yeah, I'll have my wife call in. Call yeah, in. that'll be wonderful. Your mom will call in. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna yeah. be wonderful. Um, <laughs> yeah, your mom would. I'm looking forward Brian's to. Brian's mom will call in. That'll uh, be fabulous. Yeah. I'm more concerned about the drunk customers. So. My mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many people just hammered at home. Is I I want I want to make a statement. I I would. Sh- I want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. Listen to me. Yeah. I, want, I want to oppose a toast. I want to oppose the toast with you. <laughs> yeah. Again, pleased to <laughs> summarize this wine. Very happy. Yeah. You, do you like this wine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a, like a, know, this is going to sound odd, gentle listeners, um, but it's kind of like blackberries. If you've ever been reducing blackberries or um, or even blueberries down, or black cherries down for um, maybe a syrup or a sauce, or you've burnt the edge of your you know the thing you're baking like a tart or a turnover that comes up, this has got kind of this burnt caramelized you know dark berry taste to it. Uh, not necessarily really in the charcoal, but just kind of the way that that caramelizes and. And, and just gets a little um, off. And it works really well with the red fruit that's left in this. I mean, after 21 years, I mean, God, this wine's old enough to drink itself, and it still has red fruits on it. I mean, it still has raspberry flavors and cherry. And that tobacco in there is not overpowering. Um, a lot of times with older wines, those secondary um, or tertiary, that's <laughs> a fancy word meaning third, um, basically the things that aren't fruit, you know, you get into the secondary and the tertiary, which are non, you know, tertiary, non-organic. So, you know, if someone says slate, um, you know, something like that, or gravel, but when you get into those in older wines, it usually the fruit dies. I mean, it's just gone. And, and this one, it's still holding up, which is shocking for uh, for what I'm sure this wine costs, knowing what it costs now. Um, well, again, it's it's knowing what wine prices have done. That's yeah. nowhere near what it what it what it is now compared. And, and you know, Giga makes some super high end wines too. Yeah, they do. The, the, the uh, Lala's and you know, yeah. five, six, seven hundred dollars bottle. <laughs> so listen, um, I'm excited uh, because we have uh, sponsors back, right? We have our sponsor oh, back. So. Yeah, yeah, we have Captain, Captain Jacks uh, mm-hmm. is uh, doing a little sponsorship of the show again tonight, so I'm super excited about that. We have uh, one more wine to taste with you this evening, um, which is the one of the first wines, kind of what we all probably remember, the first wines we kind of started collecting. We're going to talk about that for me. It was Chateau Saint-Jean. Um, started in the early, early 90s with that. But I thought, why don't we break away? We'll do a little, uh, little, little potty break, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll break away, and we'll um, we'll hear a word from our sponsors. Does that sound like a plan to everybody? That works. Okay, great.
Here at Captain Jack's Horology Emporium, you will find a team of dedicated specialists whose only desire is to keep your jewel bearings clean and your hanging barrels tidy. We believe that all jobs should be done by the experienced and loving hands of certified horologists. From cuckoo clocks that wake you up to the sound of tiny morning woodpeckers and pocket watches with small movements, to hammer and bell bedside units that bang you awake, or grandfather clocks with large swinging pendulums. No matter the size of your family heirlooms, we are passionate about all types of timepieces. Follow us on the four majors of social media to join our fun and informative horometry tutorial symposiums. Bring a friend for the group rate and some double barrel fun. With Captain Jack's, you can be assured that working on your piece is our privilege. Don't just pass the time, experience it. Welcome back. I'm, you know, for a young podcast, I'm pretty tickled to have uh, Captain Jacks as a as a sponsor it's, and tens it, of listeners and, and tens of in, in four four to seven listeners. It's kind of tickling for me. You know what else tickles me? <laughs> well, we'll no. talk about that later. <laughs> that's that's an after after <laughs> that's, after that's hours. Not, that's not even part of our after yeah. hours. So, well, well that's, I mean, uh, you know, that uh, Captain Jack sponsorship means a lot to me too. Is you know, my grandfather worked on clocks. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, in my, I'm very soothed places with, like, you know, here ticking clocks. And I know some people can't sleep somewhere with, with like... I, I can't. Like that click, I, I cannot. Click, click. No. Oh, it's soothing. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. I have no problems no, with it. Oh, no, man, I cannot. Yeah. It's kind of like sleeping with the fan on, the overhead fan, yeah. uh, the, the ceiling yeah. fan. I can't sleep with that either because, one, it yeah, makes noise, and thing. I don't like the blowing thing. Yeah. I mean... We'll, are you, well, are you one of those people... Uh, I don't so, like being blowed on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or blown on. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> or blowed. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes words and forming yeah. sentences for me are really difficult. Yeah, it's all about grammar. So. <laughs> <laughs> really? It always yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's move on and uh, yeah, let's, pull ourselves out of that rabbit yeah, hole we, before think, it gets I think we too did. far. <laughs> so the last wine for me is somewhat iconic because I think as, uh, and I don't want to, classify myself as a wine collector because I'm certainly certainly not a collector of wine. Have I collected it and put it in the basement and, and over the years, you know, you start off with, with getting a wine rack or whatever, yeah. you put it in a box in the basement and hopefully turn the, the box on its side so the wine's on its side. Then you migrate <laughs> to maybe one of those little little refrigerator, little coolers, and then you get into a Euro cave, which is this gigantic whatever little size it is. 120 and then, bottles. Right, 120 yeah. to 160 or 200 or whatever it is. And then to where maybe if you really get nutty, you, you build a little cellar in your basement, you know. But And that's kind of where I've evolved over the years yeah. with, with wine. And uh, But I certainly don't look at myself as a collector because I've never bought wine to sell it. I've always bought wine because I love um, how wine brings everyone together. Whether it be Thanksgiving, which is what we happen to be talking about, or you know, birthday parties or, or Christmas or whatever it might be. In this wine for me, Chateau Saint-Jean, the Cinque Sapage, which I think in French means five grapes. What I really loved about this wine early on was that I've always been a Bordeaux lover. For whatever stupid reason, that's one wine that I've never changed for 35 years mm -hmm. of drinking wine. I've always loved Bordeaux. Yeah. Um, a first growth, this is not, but it is the basically the five varietals that would be in Bordeaux. Mm -hmm. So it's... Uh, 
It's uh, Cab Franc, it's Cab, it's Merlot, it's Petit Verdot, and it's Malbec. Now Malbec you don't see in, in Bordeaux very much anymore, but um, this is the 99 Syncipage. This wine always scores really well uh, if you're one of those point hounds, which I'm not really. This was the number two wine in Wine Spectator, I believe. Um, and then the 96 was the wine of the year in 1999. It was the, uh, the uh, wine of the year. It's always driven me crazy about Wine Spectator is that all of those wines that are in the top 10, good luck finding any of them, yeah. right? I mean, it comes out, and it actually will come out here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and we all, as, uh, as your friendly wine merchant, we all kind of try and find them because you guys want us to. And they're normally impossible to find because they're, they've been snagged up a long freaking time ago. I mean, imagine, imagine a 1999, imagine a 1999, uh, my wife is flashing me in the window. Yeah. With the accessories that she recently purchased. Yeah. But, um, you know, imagine being able to forecast out buying a 96 that gets number one wine spectator in, in 99. Yeah. So, well, but, and that's part of it too, you know, being, you know, speculative on this, you know, you're looking, you try and find years that, you know, you've heard are really good, you know, regions that are doing well, you know, like, like Burgundy in, in 16 or something like that. And to end up even being able to guess what might be on that list is so difficult now. There's so many friggin' wines. And, you know, 40, 50 years ago, yeah, you knew the heavy hitters, you know, you maybe heard through the industry, you know, that something was good, but now, I mean, it just, it's either there or it's not. And some of these, they may only make 1,500 cases of good friggin' luck, you know? I mean, that's, it's just, it's just frustrating, you know? And even when you look at these magazines and they're like, like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a 96 points, and there's, like, four cases, man. <laughs> yeah, and you, I always enjoy seeing that uh, in the magazines. Why do you even bother putting yeah. that in your magazine? And then you get the, these it's yahoos like, that come in. It's like, can you get me this? And oh, then, yeah. And then you want to get, can you, yeah. pardon me for a second, and you grab a highlighter, yeah. and you want to highlight the four cases yeah. imported into the United States. It's like, dude, yeah. you're in Iowa, first yeah. off. Yeah. Second off, your name's Frank, and no one sells wine to Frank. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see it too, and I'm like, yeah, there's, there's a, they'll come in and they'll say, oh, yeah, is there any better price you can do on this? No. no <laughs> there were four cases made. I would charge no, you a million none. dollars for it this wine if impossible. I could. Impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because you're asking for it now. <laughs> the price just to, doubled. I'm going to charge you more <laughs> because I just feel like it. Yeah. And I can. Yeah. You know, we'll get that in the wine cellar too. You know what? I've got a wine there, it's been there 10 years. No, I'm not giving you a discount on it. Yeah. Because I'm the one who's kept it here. Even you know? though you're pretty. Yeah, no. I've, I've saved that, and I'm immune to those things anymore. But, yeah, I hear you, man. You know, except I, for the lady friend. Uh, except, yeah. That's why yeah. I, I take so much wine home yeah. to her. You, you know? have to. you got to keep them happy. Well, yeah, because I'm an ugly dude. No, you're and... not. You're, you're adorable. <laughs> i got to give myself a 9 out of 10 tonight, and it has nothing to do with my skills. It just has to do with being, getting lucky because uh, in my wine picks because this wine is also yeah. pretty freaking good. Yeah. It's very vegetal. It's still bright. Uh, it's a 21-year-old California blend. Yeah. And it's still, uh, in my opinion, it's still shining. If you look at it, uh, 
it's still got, I mean, it's starting to, it's starting to get a little brick in color, you know, when you look at it. But yeah. I got to tell you, man, there's no, it's not breaking down. Um, there's not a lot of sediment in it that I can see, at least. I don't know what you guys think, but... Uh, well, when you said vegetal, like my first thought when I was smelling, other than kind of the dark cherry that, that does pop out, like steamed broccoli. Like there's there's kind of this, like a steamed vegetable thing popping out of it. and But that's only as a counterpoint. You know, it's not like I'm smelling this thinking, oh yeah, I just microwaved some broccoli, you know, at home. Yeah. Um, but... I've been sitting here, like sniffing this for ten minutes, trying to figure out what it smells like that I eat a lot, and I eat steamed vegetables a lot. Does that make you gassy? No, no, not this wine. Steam, oh. steamed broccoli. No, not so much. No, broccoli doesn't do that to me. Yeah, you know, you know maybe scallops. Um, yeah, scallops make you farty. Yeah, nice. Um, tooty. <laughs> scallops make me tooty. Yeah, this is this is a family show. We say toot. Tutti Fruity. Yeah. Is that a, what is that? Is that a flavor of what? Tutti Fruity. No, that's a, uh, that's a Little Richard song. I know, but it's a, a Tutti Fruity is a, uh, Laffy Taffy? Laffy Taffy, yeah. I don't know. You know, there's something in there. Tootsie Rolls, the flavor Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. I got a flyer for Tutti Fruity when I was in Vegas one time. Did you? Oh, yeah. She's great. But no, I think... If you're looking for these types of wines, um, kind of what you said before, um, when you sell her a wine like this, it obviously is going to get a little more expensive with age. But we have them. I mean, we don't have any 99s in the cellar, but we do definitely have some older stuff some in, our, in our Yep, some 95s and some 2000s. We've got 65? Well, we have an 1847 or something like that. 1860, uh, what 18, is that? 18, uh, 1846. 1846? I believe so. I think it, no, it's right around Lincoln. It's 18, uh, 1860 something. But anyway, we got, yeah. we got a really old, yeah. what is that style? Is it a, it's, not it's a, a fortified. Sort of, it's a fortified? It's a fortified kind of like a port. Um, um, the style from that region in the more famous region is Banyuls. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's a, yeah, it's a fortified wine. How cool to have a wine that old though. Yeah. You know, back when uh, Lincoln was president. Yeah. And FDR was running the White House, and uh, <laughs> yep, and <laughs> no, but I'm lost. Here, uh, come back to me, Matt. Yeah, sorry, I just watched Bill and Ted face the music, so I. So these wines are always yeah, really yeah. consistent. These are ones um, you kind of drink up through your cellar, but I, I had a vertical of this uh, all the way back to '95. Mm. Uh, long since drank the '95, and now we're. Then I, th- I think I have one or two bottles left of the '99. Yeah. But I just, I've always liked this wine. It's, yeah. it's that kind of, it's a new world wine, meaning, you know, it's from California, but it, it's got that old world style yeah. that I really like. And, and it's, uh, for the listeners, a vertical is multiple vintages of the same exact wine. So Brian had, you know, many, many years of Sang Sapage. Just uh, sitting in a cellar for him to drink when he was sad and wanted to be happy. So I was down there most nights. Yes. <laughs> and then came upstairs happy. Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, obviously you have a lot of this in the cellar. What got you, was, was it the points at that time in life um, that you were you bought some to cellar? I mean, at that time you were in, in New Jersey, right? Yeah. And that, you didn't yep, have a I basement, was, right? Yeah, but I had it. That, at that point, yeah. uh, in 95, I would have been in New York. Oh, okay. So in 95, I had the, the access to some pretty good, the Zackies, for example, oh, down yeah. in uh, 
down in um, uh, in New York City, basically just north of uh, Scarsboro, I think, mm-hmm. New York, and uh, I think Scarsboro, Scarsdale. What it's, it starts with an S, yeah. ends with a W. Schenectady. Schenectady. <laughs> I forget where <laughs> Zachy's is, but uh, you know that was kind of my local yeah. wine merchant, and then uh-huh. uh, that's the place that kind of started turning me on to Bordeaux, mm-hmm. but. I guess all of us chase scores at one point, and I think again, I, I liked, I liked the. Well, let me back up. I liked the consistency too, though, because every year it was, you know, it was consistently in the. I, I think my grandfather said it best. God rest his soul with uh, Consumer Digest or Consumer Reports. I mean, yeah. he said, "Use it as a guide, son. Don't use it as a Bible." So use these magazines as a guide, you know, to guide your way through through wine that you may want to drink. But don't don't consistently come into a store with a wine spectator or a wine enthusiast in your hand and say and point at it and say, "I want this wine," mm-hmm. or do because the cool thing is is that if you're good at what you do, chances are I might not have that wine, but I'll be damned if I can't point you in the direction of a pretty damn tasty wine that yeah, that might not be. You know, if I, if I understand a style stylistically. And in the region, in the terroir, I'm going to probably take you to to a wine, kind of like we were talking about earlier. I might not have that $100 bottle of Cinque Sauvage, but I bet you I got something that might, might, the the most fun thing I ever do, Matt, in the store Mm -hmm. is when you come in, and not that I want to sell you down, but if I can, if I can find a bottle of wine for you that actually is less money than what you're anticipating spending, that's a win for me. Yeah, and and have you come back and say that was an amazing bottle of wine? Yeah, for me that's exciting. Well, and that's you know that's half of it too is building that relationship that, that yeah I you know don't get me wrong I I want to cash those big checks you know? yeah, but I want you to be happy with what yeah. you're getting I want you to enjoy you know wine the way that I enjoy it and and the only way to do that is to build that rapport and to learn what you like and yeah. maybe what you like is not a five hundred dollar Bordeaux right. Maybe what you like is a $25 California cab. But I bet after five, 10 years drinking wine, that's going to change. Everybody's palate changes yep. a little bit. And, you know, I like being a part of that. The other thing that it kind of excites me um, in the morning when I can put on my pants, both of them at the same time and not fall over. You have multiple it, pants you put on? Well, multiple legs into yeah. the pants. Okay. Did I say multiple pants? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought, multiple, I that's, yeah. that's it, odd. I like to be able to, to do that without falling over. And at my age, that's a big deal, you know, or, yeah. or, or staying awake in the shower. That's always a challenge for me. That always Well, especially me. since you drink in the shower. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. yeah. Plastic, in, I've learned the hard way. You've you got to take plastic into the shower, though. Yeah. Because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be breaking stuff in your naughty bits. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're doing in there that you need to worry about breaking things off in your naughty. Bits. I didn't say in my naughty no, bits or on. Or cut, yeah, on. I, don't, or I feel like <laughs> any modifier of that is that going to work? Uh, no. Yeah, we can't, can we? Can we edit that out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No problem. There it is. It's, there it is. It's can gone. you do it? Yeah. It's done. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, we just uh, yeah, yeah, that's good stuff there. We decided to see if uh, sound effects would work, and they do. Yeah, because we're going to be on FM radio. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if we are, yeah. Brian's going to need to have that like ten second delay or yeah. whatever they put on there. 
Yeah. Cracker Jack and Firecracker yeah, in the morning. So. Yeah. Oh, bleep would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. We would just hold it down for five minutes. That hum thing that we got. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, I'm uh, I'm super pleased with with what we uh, opened up here tonight again. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and this doesn't. Sorry, I'm just, I just keep going back to this. I know. It's, uh, I know. There's it. In wine, a lot of times we'll talk about something being green, which is also maybe that it's young and hasn't opened up, but there's also kind of like a, a leafy thing you kind of smell. For this to be 99 and still be this flavorful, it's kind of crazy. Well, And if you've got a couple more bottles of this, I, you know, my limited understanding would say, wait another five years. I'm glad you said that because that's all about the kind of the unknown of collecting them. I, mean, I haven't opened one of these in probably, oh my goodness, I would bet you at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I do have a couple bottles left. And that, I mean, that's what you do. You buy six bottles of a wine that you think you want to lay down or, or whatever your budget will allow. And maybe you have one, maybe the first couple months that you buy it. And then yeah. you wait. And then maybe you wait two or three years. Mm-hmm. And if it's starting to go a little bit, mm-hmm. I, I knew, I knew years ago that this wine was still holding pretty well mm-hmm. and now that I've <laughs> you know 15 10 15 years into it I probably won't open another one of these for another five five six yeah. days yeah. ish, ish. Yeah, I, won't, yeah. I probably won't open one of these until I get home well this is a no. good example too of you know a big winery you know a wine a winery that I mean you find wines from them that maybe you know 12 bucks yep. 15 bucks 15 bucks and yeah, the the small family wineries I fully support. You know, you buy if you want to buy everything from them, that's great. But do understand that these giant wineries, these wineries that are owned by larger consortiums, they do still make good wine. They're or good. They do still make elegant wine. There you go. And and there are winemakers that want to make this. And if you're selling forty million cases of fifteen dollar cab, they're gonna let you make smaller project stuff yep and you just got to seek it out and chateau saint jean's a good example plus 15 dollar bottle of wines are what that's kind of your burden absorption wine keeps the lights on and allows you to do these little pet projects with with this and some of the other stuff that they do but it's it's delicious wine if you've not had it before i highly recommend that you seek it out um sink sapage from uh chateau saint jean sunk Sonk, sonk sepage. Yes. Thanks. Okay. I'm I'm from I'm from Texas. Yeah, see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, uh, we just lost all of our two te- Texas listeners yeah, today. Yeah. Please, you know, come back, Frank, <laughs> and your other brother, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. What I would like to recommend is we wrap this up, put our smoking jackets on, get our bunny slippers on, mm-hmm. move into the after hours because oh, we, we got have we, one bunny uh, slipper. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Because I, I, we have something kind of fun to open up for, for after hours as well. That was fun, guys. Um, a, a wonderful little seven-year-old uh, sour, little uh, um, spontaneous fermentation sour. Great, uh, you know, a wine that uh, from uh, from Costa Brown that was mm-hmm. you know, one of those kind of club wines that we I all probably belong to. Yeah, that was nice, that. right? That was so good. Yep. Yeah. It's not always my style, but I saw that they had... They did it in these large, you know, kind of fooders. Yep. Um, yeah, it was good. What's a fooder? Uh, that is someone who likes food. Oh, oh no, that's a foodie. Oh, okay. Then but I have good. no idea. Okay. Isn't yeah. it like a large vessel? It's a big, yeah, it, you know, like, yeah. A, like a spaceship. Yeah, it looks like a spaceship. 
But and then the 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 two kind of the the two um, uh, surprising ones for me tonight were the Chateauneuf, the '99 from Gigal, and then the one we just finished up on. But all in all, that was fun. That yeah. was that was a fun tasting, and uh, uh, we'll. Uh, and we still have half bottles left. And we still, yeah. yeah. Parties just started. We're so just, we're come on do down. We're gonna do two two. <laughs> Captain Jack's Emporium. Yeah, this is live. Yeah, right? yeah. this is live. Yeah. But thanks a lot, and uh, be safe, and we'll see you on the radio. Sláinte. 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 Lechaim. Lechaim. <laughs>